You're listening to The Perth Property Show, Australia's only weekly property podcast by West Australian experts for West Australian listeners. Catch your latest episode every Monday at 7am. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Perth Property Show. My name is Trent Fleskins, your host. As always, this week, we are smashing out a suburb spotlight, one we haven't done and in an area we haven't gone to for a very long time. It's Gosnell's. And the reason we're talking Gosnells is we get a chance to chat to one of Perth's top real estate agents. Again, it's Shane Beaumont from Realmark. Thanks for coming in again, mate. Thanks for having us. Gosnells is one of those suburbs that we, we don't have to shine it up. We don't have yep. to gloss over it. It's one of those lower socioeconomic yep. suburbs in Perth. It's in the city of Gosnells, obviously. It's got yep. soil issues when it comes to development. It's got socio-demographic issues mm-hmm. with the train line, mm-hmm. all those things. We know yep. it. It's a fact. Yep. We're Perth people. We know Gosnells. You sell 78 properties a year in Gosnells, yep. possibly even more than that. Yep. You know the area like the back yep. of your hand. Give us a little bit of, uh, if you can, give us a little bit of a rundown of what's going on in Gosnells yep. these yep. days uh, with regards to property, lifestyle. But firstly, can mm. you go as far back as your history books will yep. allow you to? How did Gosnells start? There was a man by the name of Gosnells. I think his last name or his name incorporated Gosnells. And he actually, I think it was a perfume dealer. Yeah, right. And he moved from the UK many years ago. Believe it or not, the Canning River actually runs through Gosnells. It does. A lot of people don't know that. The Southern River and the Canning River meet. It's a very heritage part of Perth. Yeah, exactly right. Basically, it's a very old suburb. Uh, a lot of people went there for green pastures, farming land. Since then, obviously, it's changed a lot. The things you've mentioned there about train lines and things like that, the area itself, they're improving the city centre. The, the council now have, have come a long way. And that whole area, they're trying to make a bit more of a hub. But it's got bus depots, the, the shopping precinct, the foothills. Uh, obviously, a lot of people don't know, but Martin's the next suburb. So it's just where Martin and Kelmscott Hills sort of meet if you don't know where Gosnells is. As far as the demographic for the area, it's surprising. A lot of the people I meet are actually young families, first home buyers, trying to get into the market to be close to relatively everything, which it is. 30 minutes from the city, 14 minutes from the airport, an array of schools, but some with special needs, which is also a big thing. But it's actually quite, um, it's an older suburb as far as the demographic. A lot of people on those big 1,300 square meter lots that don't plan on going anywhere. So, yeah, a lot of proud people. A lot, a lot of, of people proud who people lived there for decades. As you say. Exactly right. So when I grew, up, I grew up in the area. Um, it was seen as sort of a rough area. I can honestly say when people are making a list of areas to move to now, and I never thought I'd have this when I was growing up, but it's because of its infrastructure. Again, cl- how close is the city and the schools, mm. uh, which is it's a really really big thing. And schools more than anything I've seen over the last few years has had an impact on decision-making for families. More than zoning, schools is probably the key driver. Of course. It's an owner-occupied drive that yep. we've had the last couple of years. Yep. Probably the biggest driver I would have thought for Gosnells for most people is mm. the price point. Yeah, exactly What right. you're getting yep. per square metre of land with a backyard, yep. you're either going to be on 320 square mm. metres 15 minutes down the road yep. in Byford, yep. or you can have a 1,000 square metres yep. in an older house, obviously, yep. but all that backyard for mm. the same price. Exactly right. Um, and... I think when you look at people moving to the area, probably when you look at rezoning, high density is taking place in a lot of suburbs and a lot of locals do not do not like it. R40, R60 is, um, if you don't know property, is basically starting to get into apartments space or very small villas, 200 square metre lots. Uh, a lot of people come there because they actually like to still have a 500, 600 square metre lot. Like you said, a pool, backyard, room to move. A lot of people have multiple cars. The closer you get to the city, if you look at it and break it down, you've got Thornley, Cannington no longer, Beckingham no longer, where you actually do have room to park the caravan, 
park the trailer, have the boat. So when we think about Gosnells and the growth we've mm-hmm. had in yeah. generally across mm-hmm. Perth, it's one of those suburbs that really is recovering a lot of that yeah. loss that it's had yeah. over the last yeah. five years, right? Yeah. Tell us a bit of the story from 2015, mm-hmm. where, where it started, where it got down to, and where we're at yeah. now. Demand basically outstripped supply in 2014. That was our last high. There was just over 600 transactions that year. 24 months later, got down to 220. Prices varied, and I'll just give an example. A property I know of that went for 550,000, 1,300 square meter lot, got DA, cleared the site, that particular pocket. Some pockets there don't have the same soil issues as others. Mm. And he sold it two years later, cleared, ready to go for 325,000. That property today moved forward sort of five years. Uh, you're probably looking around at 400 to 420. So it hasn't recovered anywhere near where it needs to be. Land prices haven't. Houses have just started to surpass the 2014 levels. Have a lot of clients saying, Shane, when I get what I paid, I'd like to sell the property. Uh, And more often than not at the moment, if that's a family home or a full block, we're achieving that. And I think a big driver for that is simply the replacement cost of housing has increased so much that Mm -hmm. people in the same way that nearly with the new car old car phenomenon Mm. in perth right now people nearly pay more for a used car just because they can have it 100 percent. it's the same thing with property you're seeing that a lot in these mortgage built suburbs Mm -hmm. people being able to move in straight away at an affordable price i think a bit like apartments in blue chips or i guess more sought out after suburbs they don't say stay typically at the same rate as what the house does but they have a rapid catch-up because that gap gets big. Gosnells, I guess any mortgage belt area, the closer you get to the city, it starts to move very quickly and that becomes more of an affordable option to still get that. So people go, well, look, I'd like to be in Thornley or I'd like to be in Canningvale, but I can't afford it. Where is the next best option for me to still have a triple garage, a pool, a big old fresco area, a four by two room to park the car? And that's the sort of conversation that starts to take place and it moves very quickly when that does. Who's buying right now? Young families, uh, I guess, the competition almost on every property that's a family home, three bedroom plus on a full block, is first home buyers and they are competing with Eastern States investors almost every opportunity. So there's no local investors at the moment? No local investors. Who's selling? Are people that, funnily enough, invested last time and are finally getting their money back. Yep. I think when you speak to a lot of people that invest in the stock market years ago, sort of 1990, the crash, and they said they'll never touch property again. The amount of owners I speak to that have had horror stories and they said, Shane, we're just mum and dads. We're trying to get in the market. They've brought a property they didn't realise had soil issues. They didn't realise it had developer contributions and they're just like, once they get our money back, psychologically it's what they paid, but not all the holding costs, not the DA, all the other things. That's a lot of people are selling. And the smart people that are selling at the moment, property is a long-term thing. You should hold it. I do believe that. But if you can get in to Canningvale right now, the gap's small. So the people that are selling are realizing, well, if I want to get into Harrisdale... Now's the time. Now's the time. Because if it goes up 10%, 10% of 300 is obviously going to be a lot less than 10% of 500. So the gap's only going to get bigger. So upgrade buyers, now's the time to sell. That's a really, really pertinent point. I, I love that you brought that up, Shane. What I'm bringing into the conversation all the time is that if there's somewhere you want to be, the only time that now is worse mm. than was yesterday That's to right. make that yep. move. Yep. Let's talk about those different products that you yep. can get in Gosnells. What's the cheapest thing you can buy in Gosnells right now? The cheapest thing you can buy at the moment that you would want to buy, I would think would be a, probably a secondhand villa. Uh, three by two, to put it in perspective, 2014, a new villa three by two on a 220 square meter lot. 
they were breaking fours. So ones that went for 400,000 are typically going very high twos at the moment. Yeah, you can only imagine what they were going for a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So they've improved. They've got down to below, probably 230. That's below yep. build cost. Yeah, build cost on those before the market went nuts was around 185. Yeah. The numbers we're hearing at the moment are around about 230 to 240,000. Yeah. So you're getting it, in essence, you're getting for 15,000 difference you're getting land and yeah. a secondhand villa. It needs That's a lick of paint. Yeah. Yeah. They've still got, some of them got stone tops. They've still got stainless steel appliances. They've still got higher ceilings in the living areas. So a lot of downsizers are buying those because they don't want to go to retirement village. They just want easy maintenance. Still want their sense of space. They're very cheap. Land is extremely cheap because again, why would you go and build when I can get for 250000 a block of land when I can go and buy a home for 300000 which is a three by one on a 680 square meter block built in 1980. And I would say the other thing that I think is really, really cheap, if you do have the longer term outlook, big development sites are cheap because money is cheap at the moment. I'm not sure how long it will stay like that, but it really is cheap. You're getting a five lot site for sub 400,000. If you can get your rent for 350, $400 a week and develop when there's nothing coming out the ground. I think people can do well. If you can hold on that, that's a really good strategy because right now, not just Gosnells, mm. nearly any suburb in Perth, it yep. doesn't stack up yep. because the build costs are just so exactly insane, right? right? Yep. So yep. what that's doing is putting a lot of pressure on those development blocks that don't have other uses, mm -hmm. like a good owner-occupied yep. area, for example. Yep. If it doesn't have that alternative buying mm. strategy, mm. it's sitting there like a vacant yep. lot. Exactly right. So in a, in a heated market where things are going nuts, a cleared lot is worth more at the moment a home on it, which is going to cost you 30 grand to demolish and fencing and do the retaining, is actually a better option as an investment because you are getting a decent enough return to, to wash your face with it. Exactly right. What's next in terms of the price point? Is it a three by one or two by one on a bit of land? Yeah, so if you run through a, a villa, they're basically going high twos, early threes. A 1980 built three by one on 680 square meters. If they haven't been touched to going for around 300, when I say haven't been touched in original condition, garden's not in a great spot. Mm. If they've been renovated and updated, have a big workshop or something, a bit of X Factor, great pool area, they're now going very high threes, early fours. Um, so people that are renovating those are actually doing really well. I've got one property flipper. She does one every two months, uh, wow. buys at 200, sells at 380. She does quite well. She knows the, the things that require, maybe side access, Nice looking kitchen, those sort of things. But she makes the money in the buy, not of the course. sell. Uh, you do that in yeah, every single yeah, purchase, yeah, right. right? You make your money when you buy. Yeah. Um, trying to get people to understand really, that is very hard because is. they're like, it's such a now thing. You can't go back. Well, you actually made your money back in 1981 when you bought this. It's not something they sort of exactly look at right. Yeah. What am I getting for a, look, one, a nice four by one or four yep. by two that you go, this is a nice house? Nice house, definitely in the fours. I've just sold in the last quarter, three or four, over 500,000, which has been a long time coming. That's a great family home with a pool, shed, sheds and pools. Um, some suburbs, not such a big thing. Gosnells, if it's 35 degrees in, let's just say South Perth, it's probably 40 in Gosnells. Mm. It's not that close to the beach. Uh, you do have the Serpentine Falls. So pools, great outdoor entertaining area for that particular area. Fantastic. Well, look, the reality is there are a lot in Gosnells, the demographic, there are a lot of tradies. There are yep. a lot of guys with a project car. Yep, yep. You know, there are a lot of young families where the kids can go out the back. Correct, yeah. These are factors that people think about and preference. And if there's two properties of the same price, one has a pool, one doesn't, mm. they're going to go for that. Other suburbs yeah. are like, oh, it's too much maintenance. Yep. I'd never use it. Especially if you're an investor, obviously it seems to be more maintenance, but a lifestyle decision and investment decision are two different things. Mm. Um, so first home buyers 
often very excited about a pool when I sell for downsizes, as long as it doesn't have a pool. Yeah. (laughs) What's the most expensive thing you can buy in Gosnells these days? The most expensive thing you can buy at the moment, there's a huge, a lot of Afghani families moving to the area and some of the renovations they're doing or builds are phenomenal like the stonework if you could weigh the home it would be (laughs) extremely heavy full height tiling so you're seeing properties now go sixes and sevens if they went to market today because that is what that demographic want and the finishes are second to none they've got mosques in the area they've got family in the area so a lot of families I'd, i'd say about a third of my inquiry if it's a four by two with a theatre room, would be an Afghani family. Yeah, wow. Maddington's the a bit Islamic the same. school is yeah. obviously around there too. Yeah, yeah. One other thing which a lot of people forget about, I think the commercial through there is extremely cheap. Now I don't deal in the commercial space, but when I look at the demographic moving there and the relative close how close it is to the city, I think a lot of commercial is pretty cheap through there. Let's talk about development options. You yep. referenced them. We've already spoken about the fact that nothing in Perth, let alone Gosnell, mm. stacks up to build right now. Yep. Can you walk us through generally mm-hmm. across the course of a cycle, what would be the development options you'd be going for in Gosnell? Yep. So where are the opportunities? Um, at the moment, again, short term, retain and build. I think I'll retain or sell the lot. So corner lots, no brainer. In some circumstances, because you get your density bonus on a corner, and this is where I've actually seen a lot of agents undersell properties, one that comes to mind where it was on the market for, I think it was 400000 under an R17.5 zoning, which yeah. if you don't know... It's actually R30. Yeah, can't be subdivided. Yeah. But now every agent rings the council, gets through to receptionist. Oh, can you tell me the zoning? It's R17.5, which it is. Not understanding that you do have the amendment 142. Yep. And we see properties sold too cheap. Yep. Um, that so was actually, to, to give you everyone listening, that was one of my first triplex developments that I did was in Thornley near the yep. train station yep. using that amendment to get mm. a, a yep. concession on making what was a duplex side of triplex. Yep. Like a so pretty scary if, you, if you're if you a grandparent who's owned a property for a long time and then you undersell your property by 70,000 because, well, the agent did, they asked for the right information but not knowing that local knowledge makes a big difference. So you've got to be mindful that unfortunately the city of Gosnells do have a 10% basically... Um, public open space charge it's a dcp isn't yeah. it? it's a development yeah. contribution yeah and it's important to talk to this with everyone listening is that look a lot of councils these days are bringing in a 10 percent public open mm. space charge these guys have what is actually called an outline development mm. plan that yep. sits across most of their area and it's pretty much to pay for all the infrastructure they yep. haven't installed yet yep. in most of the yep. semi-rural or used to be yeah. semi-rural sort of large format blocks Mm. And it can absolutely kill your feasibility if you yep. don't know about these things. And if you don't ask the right questions at the right time, and I'll just give you an example. I had a client which um, we were dealing through the builder. The builder said, look, Shane, you're dominant in the area. We want to use you. And I said to them, have you explained to, haven't got titles yet. Have you asked the questions of the council what contributions you have? Yes, we don't have to pay this. We don't have to pay that. But what you forget is when you initially apply for building permits, it's different to subdivision. Mm. So, Ask the right questions at all stages. What will my costs be? Because this particular client... This is quite recent, wasn't it? Um, it's happened a couple of times, but this one was probably two years ago. Sat. One's yep. gone through SAT yeah. recently. I've heard about this. So basically, they said, do you, I have to pay public open space? No, you don't. I'm applying for six units. Okay, great. Pay the building permits, build it, then go for titles. Oh, you've got to pay public open space. Yeah. Well, hang on. You told me I didn't have to pay those. No, no, you were going for building permits then. Now you're going for titles. So you do have to pay the public open space. This particular person's now up for around 100,000. Massive um, part of their profit line, I would have well, thought. And they've already lost, they expected to get 360 per unit 
we told them at start, there'd be about 300 per unit. Mm. It's just a horror story. So you've got to ask the right questions. Unfortunately, that does impact price. And I've spoken to the council about this a lot. Council Be- just have their blinkers on. Yeah. And this is across yep. Perth. Don't understand financials. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it frustrates the yep. hell out of me because it's now happening in the Western suburbs as yep. well. And I, the thing that is disappointing is I get if you're pumping money back. But into it's the not community. going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. The parks are getting upgraded and what have you. But it's not like we've got farms out there. Streets are already done. Mm. Like services are there. So... What and I just give an example. It's we had a, a massive money yeah, grab. Shane. We we had an offer come in at three hundred and fifty thousand, and we always make sure the client knows all the details so they don't pull out after the fact. Three hundred fifty thousand. Rang the council. Come back. I said, make sure you speak to council. Come back to me. Shame offers three hundred and fifteen thousand because I didn't realise I had to pay POS on three units or more. Um, so ten percent. So if it's less than three lots, you know, you're not, you're not charged it. But this particular client, and I did say to the council. Well, whilst you think the developer's paying it, that owner is paying it mm. because it's got to come from somewhere. So great area. I think you'll do really well in developing the area, but you must know all the costs. Yeah, make sure you do your fees properly. Get the yep. right professionals around you yep. because those scheme plan, those schemes, those town planning uh, strategy documents are really dense and hard to get through, especially yep. when you're trying to get through 30-something of them in Western Australia. Yeah, And I've also seen people miss out because some pockets of the area have great soil. Uh, no issues, some don't. So I've heard a couple of times where a builder has just said, look, this is what it's going to cost for site works. Mm. But they actually did the site works on the other side of Fremantle Road. It's a high density clay, but there's pockets in there that have sand. So that particular client had to go back. He had a massive reduction on the site cost. So they didn't even do the geotech. They just blanket the suburb. So if you are going to buy a site, it's do a geotech. Do a geotech. They make you anyway. Yeah, yeah. City so Gosnells make yeah. you do a geotech um, for your reports and your subdivision anyway. Correct. Yeah, you're going to have to do it eventually. Yeah, exactly. And if you are selling a site and you've had one done, it also helps too because it eliminates that um, question. If you do, can just apply that to your agent. Do you see Gosnells having the same, if same more or less growth this year compared to the Perth median house price? It'll outperform it by virtue of its value point. You think value price point and. Yeah. It's time. If you look back over 10 years, Gosnells is, I think, 1.9% growth over mm. 10 years. It's had 17.9%, which is reality is probably closer to 20, I believe, when you actually look at real numbers and what's happening. I think it will outperform the Perth property market, as it does. When it falls, there's a... It, it outperforms the other way. Yeah. It's exactly right. <laughs> and that's because you have a less, I guess, not to the same degree people would perceive you have an investors in there, but when there's an oversupply of an area that's got 7,500 properties, it, it falls relatively hard. Mm. It's a big suburb. Yeah. If you go to White Gum Valley, there might be 1,200 homes. It's not going to have the same issues. It's also not a suburb like a Dunkraig, for example, where people will be staying there for years, decades. Mm. They've mm. got a high level of equity in their yep. properties as well. Mm. And then none of them yep. ever have to sell. Yep. A place like Gosnells, there are higher LVRs. Yep. Uh, and it's a lot more risk of negative mm. equity where people are forced to sell yep. to. So that has that effect as well. I think if you look back in 10 years' time from now, the same conversations we're having will probably be about Armadale. Mm. Because I do believe people are going to start to move there. Um, the council are moving in the right direction. They're doing a lot of great events. The parks are being upgraded. In the amount of people moving over east that are calling it home is really, and they're loving it. They love the suburbs. So I speak to them 12 months later. Shane, we're just so wrapped where we are. Right. So I actually believe finally, and again, growing up there, I was born there, I think you'll start to see people move there longer term. 
not so much as a stepping stone. Final question, Shane Beaumont. We ask it of every number one agent in mm. Perth that pops into the studio. What's the median house price at Gosnell? So if you had that in your pocket, cash, mm-hmm. what would you buy today? Well, 327 is the house. Mm-hmm. What would I buy? I would buy anything three by one. That is an R20, R30, preferably on a corner. And if you can get that slipstream through to the back, retaining the home, you will do extremely well in five years' time. Bonus question. Yep. What's your favorite street in Gosnells? Uh, Shearwater Way, which is, I've just sold a couple on. It's took me a long time to get there. Windsor, which is another one that is literally across from you is the river. So it's park and river. I used to go marrying there. And I grew up in Bray Street, so probably Bray Street. Right. <laughs> Shane Beaumont, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, it's great to lay down Gosnells finally as a Sabbath yep. spotlight on the podcast. We really hope you can come in again to chat more about the industry. No problem at all. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Perth Property Show. If you've only just joined the conversation, you can catch up by heading over to our website, perthpropertyshow.com.au, subscribing to the podcast or joining our Facebook page. Don't forget to tune in next Monday at 7am for more expert insights, local analysis and suburb spotlights. Happy hunting!